Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. What if I just started this off with a good old, like, Bella, where the hell have you been, Luca? <laughs> <laughs> Is stealing that audio illegal? Can you do that? <laughs> Can I... we make that our theme song? <laughs> yes. It's Listen, painful, I, but you I must. I will DM that person on TikTok and be like, I will pay you. <laughs> like, I will give you money for this. It has been the only thing in my brain. Every minute of At every day, second. that thing lives in my head rent-free. <laughs> Literally, I can't escape. I cannot. Anytime that my boyfriend asks me a question, I have to pause that TikTok <laughs> in my brain to be like, sorry, what? <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> Where the hell have you been, Loco? Just like... Bella. <laughs> it's painful. Fuck, it kills me. It's so Anyways. Good. <laughs> um, welcome to Into the Twilight. We are joined by a fantastic laugh that you hear this week. And I'm so glad that we have the amazing guests of Rachel joining us this week. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you so much for coming into the space, Rachel. Welcome to the shit show. Thank you so much. This is just the vibe I needed to get through the rest of the week. It really is like a little hump day treat, huh? Mm -hmm. Just a little bit of chaos to kind of like sprinkle into your week. I, yeah, we we're able to bring that for you. That's what we do. Can I? It's true. (laughs) It's true. Can I just say that this really is? It feels like the intersection of all of our interests combined that we are able to like have this space and talk about Twilight while still being able to have like journalist backgrounds and like freelance backgrounds from all of us. It makes me incredibly happy and I enjoy that a lot. So thank you for being here. It's a powerful energy. It is. Yes, this is definitely my ideal energy. We could be reading any book in the world, but what are we doing? (laughs) Rereading Twilight, all millions of pages at this point and all of the fiction and fan fiction that goes along with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Why talk about like really highbrow intellectual stuff when you can do this instead? (laughs) Um, Rachel, one of the things that we like to do when we come into the space is just talk about how we are and something that is happy and brings us joy this week. So how you doing and what's something that's bringing you joy? Oh, how am I doing? In terms of serious things, my girlfriend got a COVID test and it came back negative. Yay. Look at that. Good to hear. Yes. In terms of light things, I've been making my cat wear a scarf around her neck, and she looks so beautiful, and she hates me so much, but I enjoy it. <laughs> that is fantastic. We are going to need photos from yeah. that, so. <laughs> it's the best news I could have heard. Yeah. <laughs> is it like a long scarf? Is it a circle scarf? Like, what kind of scarf situation is it's this? It's like a really expensive, nice, like, hair scarf that you would wear to be trendy. And I was like, why would I wear this on me when you could wear this? (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. 
Serving real Robert Pattinson in JQ. <laughs> Realness, you know. I don't know why the first thing that came to my mind was that fucking Doctor Who scarf. Like oh that my long God. one. <laughs> and just imagining the proportions of a small cat with a really long scarf just brought me a lot of joy. Yeah. <laughs> of just like, no, actually, um, I'm a cat and I do need this train. Uh, it is it is required actually yeah. <laughs> no that is that is fantastic to hear thank you so much for bringing that into the space uh cody how are you doing i'm doing good um big big news this week i bought a mocha pot whoa which is like one of those stovetop like coffee makers and yeah. my life is changed i'm a new man i'm so proud of you I, yeah, like, i've been drinking so much bad coffee and i've broken so many french presses like an embarrassing mm-hmm. amount of french presses i've broken in my in my day but this is this is it this feels right how does it feel to be an adult now you know <laughs> i feel caffeinated that's for sure i'm definitely caffeinated Ugh. If for only one thing, Cody, I am incredibly jealous that you are able to imbibe caffeine. I wish yeah. it so much on days like this that the only high I can really get is just from juice. It's right. just, sometimes it's just not enough, you know? You really sell it, though. You're like, you, I, when you're amped on juice, I feel it. Like, I feel that you're... I, That's true. I, you know, like, a good little shot of OJ really does something. Like, it does make me kind of, like, speedy. Um, but sometimes I do think, like, what would happen if I did just start drinking coffee? Like, caffeine does actually kill me, but, like, what happened? What would, what would like, happen? What if? You know? <laughs> like, what if? As, like, a bit. How much more can I get done? Right. I just, How are you doing, I just want them beans. Um, I'm good. I just, you know, in life and in love, I do just want them beans. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm back to teaching as of this week, and I'm my brain is so smooth. I'm so tired. Yeah. My students have been asking me so many questions, and I have nothing. I have no <laughs> answers because teachers are not, you know, so much is asked of us. We're not well paid. We're not given answers, but we are scrutinized a lot. But I have shown my cat a lot in my Zoom meetings when I've shown one of my cats. um, And that is something that they care a lot about. And so, you know, we're making it work. I would say my happy thing for this week has been my one of my cats, Holly, has decided it's been incredibly important for her to just scream throughout (laughs) my entire teaching. She's well fed. She has so many toys, so many toys. She is so well loved. And yet she decides that when the mic comes out, when the green light to record is on, that is her time. Like she needs to be the one teaching students instead. And God damn it, one day I might just let her. <laughs> uh, she has something to say. I love uh, this like dystopian future instead of like, you know, when we went to school, it was like, oh, if, someone, if a teacher didn't want to teach that day, they'd just bring in like a movie or some shit and roll it in. Yeah. Like, all right, here you go. But now in this Zoom hellscape, it's just like you log out and it's just your cat being like, sup. <laughs> that brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, I'm just gonna get her like some, a, like a little thing of spectacles. And so oh, she yeah. can just chill <laughs> on the screen and just sleep. And honestly, that might do a lot for their mental health, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So if if a teacher had just I know that like we can't but if a teacher had just brought in their cat when I was younger oh yeah. the amount of joy that would have brought me wow mm-hmm. how different our lives would have been <laughs> I would have been changed you know would have been so much better um speaking about amazing pets and weird education stories 
let's talk about old Twilight. Because, <laughs> my God, formative we have some stories to tell. <laughs> so many formative experiences. Rachel, I'm incredibly interested to hear about your Twilight backstory and how Twilight unfortunately entered your life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I feel like my Twilight backstory really reveals a lot about me and my reading habits to this day. Oh, I'm so excited. So I did not understand what was happening with Twilight. I think I had one friend who was reading it in seventh grade and I was like, that's weird. Like, why are you reading about vampires? Because it wasn't a thing yet, right? Like the YA section was very like pink and about prom and boyfriends and dates. And I was like, why are you reading this black book with an apple on it? Like, what's your deal? (laughs) And then one of my other friends started reading it and she was like, Rachel, you have to read this. And she started talking about the vampires and I was like, I don't care about vampires. And she was like, no. These books are about sex, and you're going to want to read all of this. She was like, there's this hot vampire, and he wants to sleep with the girl, but they can't ever have sex. And I was like, I'm sold. This is the series. That's all you have to say. That's all I needed. Why did you tell me about the vampires? I didn't need that part. I just needed the sex. That's beautiful. (laughs) That's, you know what? I feel like that is a very common conversation that happened. That does not surprise me at all. That I feel like a lot of people led with the vampires, which they should not have. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it was a it makes a lot of sense that your friend led with like it's about horny teenagers who wanna <laughs> fuck but they can't fuck. Yeah. And then it's like, perfect, you sold me. And then they just slide in at the end, like, oh, uh, and actually there, there's vampires involved. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot How of sense. How ironic is that? That that is like the the pitch for that book series basically when you're like a horny teen but like that is the exact opposite of what <laughs> Stephanie Meyer ever could have wanted yeah and for real ass fucking like but that is how everyone gets into it because it's like oh well it's it's kind of sexy mm-hmm. so it's so sexy even though there's never really any sex when I was rereading it this time I was shocked when I got to Breaking Dawn and it was the only one I couldn't reread like I can't believe <laughs> that you did this yeah. to me that I read all of these pages and all of this boring stuff and then there's not even any sex on the island. Right. Uh, not <laughs> nope. on the page. Not in the way that I wanted it. No. Not in the way that... we deserved. Mm-hmm. That's got to be one of Stephanie's biggest regrets. Is like, she tried to make it explicitly clear with Twilight. She put a fucking apple on the cover. She quoted Genesis at the beginning. She was like, this is about religion. Yeah. <laughs> and yet all the all of us at, at a teenage age were telling each other like, oh yeah, no, it's about sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's hot. It probably makes her blood boil. That's the thing. The whole time all we hear, he's so hot, he's so beautiful. She's dying to kiss him for like a thousand pages. What did she think <laughs> was gonna happen? We were gonna be like, you know what? I don't wanna deal with that frustration. Thank you, Stephanie Meyer. No kissing for me. Like obviously not. <laughs> yeah, we would rather just sit with our yearning and yeah. stay horny right. rather than do anything about it. Yeah. God damn it. And it was me. comforting too, because then there wasn't any like sex scene that made me feel weird or bad. It was just in the yearning and like the safety of that place of just like a girl who really, really wants to have sex with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think that looking back on my reading experience, I think that made a lot of sense too, where it was like, it wasn't really... It didn't really make me step out of my un- uncomfortable zone in that sense of, like, sex. Because I, I don't want to read Stephanie Meyer write sex. Like, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing <laughs> sounds worse. <laughs> no. I don't want to read about what she thinks is, like, really hot and, like, sexy <laughs> and raunchy. 
it was already uncomfortable and pushing boundaries, but in ways that she did not necessarily intend. So right, we already let El James do it, so I don't want any more. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't want no. I don't want anything else. Yeah, and I think the khaki skirt was pretty indicative of like where oh, we were going to head. So I'm very okay with just leaving that to fan fiction. Absolutely. Right. It was just so utterly indecent, you know? <laughs> just got, it's the, about the yearning. Beautiful. <laughs> That's amazing. What prompted you to do this reread? Was it just for Midnight Sun or was it for something else? Um, it was mostly for Midnight Sun, but I feel like between Twilight and Animal Crossing, this has definitely been a period where everything I was obsessed with in middle school has re-arrived mm-hmm. and been like, you know what? Yep. You don't need to do anything anymore. You don't need goals. <laughs> you don't need a job. You don't need a future. Right. You just need to sit in a room and look at this one thing forever. So this was just a natural part of that for me. You know, I played hours and hours of Animal Crossing before and after school. And I also, every single day after high school, read Twilight fanfiction for hours. So we're just back there again. That makes me so intrigued about what gem that you pulled for us at the end of our our episode today. (laughs) Because I read the Twilight series when I was in middle school, but I did not... And I was a fan of lots of different fandoms, but I did not venture into fan fiction at all. And so it is still, after four years of doing this, still an incredibly new territory for me. And so being able to have someone pull this that is like well-versed in this area makes me <laughs> makes me very excited. Yeah. It's about time we got an expert. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it's about time. Thank God. Oh, yes. And I had to oh, hack God. into my old Twilighted.net account, and then I was able to see my oh, faves. Oh, my God. So we've got some throwbacks <laughs> in here. Okay, well, hold on. Uh, <laughs> sorry. You can't just, like, say that and expect that we're going to let that slide. <laughs> You're what? Sorry? Twilighted? Do you not know about this? Uh, go on. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think, yes, it's Twilighted.net, and it's still looks oh the exact same way it did when I was I a kid. I can't believe the servers for that are I know. Much. That's insane. And the best part is it's fan fiction, obviously, but it's like very well organized and everyone made their own designs for their stories, which then oh seemed God. really fancy and like high quality and now is horrifying of like, these look bad. Every single one looks bad, but it's the best. Oh it's by far the best. God. So sorry, I'm going, so am I, so am I, this is the scariest website I've ever seen in my entire life, Um, it's like giving me weird ASMR, like I can feel the background of this website. Yeah, it's like red velvet pattern, it's like when um, back in the day on Twitter where you were allowed to have like a a repeating photo profile, like in the background. I forgot about Um, that. That's exactly what this feels like, like every, that generation of just like red velvet rosebuds like just down sorry oh sorry (laughs) there are over 215,000 members on this what the fuck it's intense and it's beautiful because half of the images now have like photo bucket logos over them and just look so strange oh I can't wait for you to just sit with this forever I did this for years here's something terrifying um (laughs) It, on this site, it has like all the, the members and stuff and everything. It's just the newest member uh, is Ru- someone named Ruth Best, so I hope they're <laughs> living their truth. Um, account created today. Today. <laughs> this account was created today in the yeah. year of our Lord 2020. <laughs> this is so. Oh my God. Rachel, you have truly freaked my beat. This is. 
the, this is the oldest looking website I think I've ever seen. I am going to sign up for our, for our show right now. Oh my God, no. Uh, <laughs> so that we are the newest member. There are five people online right now. <laughs> that means there's, aside from us, there are two other people. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. And it's so smutty. Like it's the most intense and you have to have a login to see everything. I can't believe it still exists. I was genuinely shocked that my account hadn't been like eaten. Like Yahoo emails right. are gone. Like how is this still here? Who was paying for this? <laughs> yeah, who's paying for the the fact that this website still exists after all this time? I'm glad you remembered your uh, fucking login I know. I could not this. believe it. But that's what happens when you never change your password. Hey, listen. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Wow. wow. This is amazing thank you so much for sharing this with us (laughs) anytime Uh, wow okay well we will definitely have to return to that when we get to our fan fiction i know that i say this like whenever something important comes out but we have what i would say the most longed for current events news updates in a long time and i'm so excited to talk about it because i have been buzzing with excitement since i saw (laughs) this earlier today um cody would you like to share this piece of current events news we're back at case two corner everyone welcome it's warm here it's 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 truly cozy it's cozy because after years (laughs) we finally have happiest season content (sighs) tangible real actual happiest season content oh my god it just makes you so happy. Thank you, people, for having these exclusive photos. We got cute-ass photos. I, I Casey's hair is so long. It's unnerving. It's <laughs> never... I, I mean, I know that it's been this long before, but it feels like it hasn't been this long in right, it's years. it's been so long. <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> I'm so excited. So we have just over two months before this movie comes. I mean, it says in this People article that it's coming to theaters, which, like, well... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah right. sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, can't wait to find out which service they're going to be dropping this on. I'm so excited for this. The photos are making me incredibly happy. One of the things that I will say, the first one that they put on here of Kristen and Mackenzie Davis and this terrifying reindeer. <laughs> tell me that Mackenzie Davis does not look like a Dakota Johnson with her profile mm. here. Yes. Oh, sure. Very much. Would that not be the quickest edit to do? Because, Wow. Yeah, which is honestly what we deserve. (laughs) I would really like that from, like, a weird self-love perspective of, like, Bella kind of hooking up with Bella kind of (laughs) in this weird, (laughs) twisted universe. Yeah. I would love it so much. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm excited to see Mackenzie Davis in this. It's going to be great. But when I first saw that profile of hers, I was like, wait a second. (laughs) Yeah, hold on. (laughs) Did something change and it somehow got even better? And she's so tall, and it's so she beautiful. She is. <laughs> she's so tall, and it's so good. This, like, family photo, I can't stop looking at it. I've never felt happier, I don't think, <laughs> than looking at this photo. Yeah. I my holidays, not as happy as this photo. So, wow. Um, Allie, can we send this photo as our Christmas card this year? Is we that can. Well, we get sued. <laughs> we can. We can certainly send it as our holiday card this year. I'm Absolutely. incredibly happy to do that. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will just be this woman in the robe, and I'll just Photoshop you over the <laughs> alias guy. Yeah. You, you got to Photoshop the reindeer in there and just, like, put my Oh, my God. <laughs> put my angry cube on there. <laughs> just... Okay. What the fuck is up with this reindeer, though? <laughs> 
I listen. Y'all are hating, but I there's something about it that's really charming me. Charming? <laughs> like, it's terrifying. <laughs> Look at its eyeballs. Dead eyes are so scary to me. No, but exactly. Like it looks like just such a reject. You know, like it looks like I don't know, like what any. It doesn't feel like it would have been made by any like actual real holiday company that was like actually trying no. to sell shit like it just like looks like a mistake and it's so good <laughs> it really is a misfit toy and like I it do has love like it a that. little like little upturned smile for no re- like it just none of it makes any sense yeah it's the smile it's that makes it creepy it's like why does this reindeer <laughs> have a smile why is it so far like, from there's no nose? teeth so it's just like a an open <laughs> tan lightly coming <sighs> like smile i love it i'm obsessed with it it's so haunting i hate it so much the one thing that i i don't i mean all of these photos are great and i don't hate any of them but can we talk about what looks like the movie photo between the two of them mm-hmm. where, where Casey is just like cheesing up a storm and Mackenzie is looking down because i am dying yeah I'm, i can't believe the serotonin is free right it's uh perfect yeah, I'm incredibly excited for it's this. My new screensavers, <laughs> poster on my wall. Every time that I remember that Allison Brie and Aubrey Plaza and Dan oh, Levy yeah. are in this too, like I, uh, <laughs> like, what did we do to deserve this? Mm-hmm. And can we also uh, talk I about can't. that this is like the only film I feel like where Kristen Stewart just looks like Kristen Stewart. Like when you just see yes. her on the street, this is her energy totally. of like her hair is kind of greasy. It's a bunch of different right. colors. Her jeans are kind of baggy and she's just chilling and being gay and in love. And I really enjoy that. It's what she deserves. It is. It looks so comfortable for her. She's not in any like nasty wigs or incredibly <laughs> like tight clothing. She just gets to be comfortable and happy yeah. for a cozy movie and that's all I want to see. <sighs> Gosh, it just like it fills me with so much joy. We have a little bit more in our case two corner, but it's like going from a movie space to turning to another room in our case two corner to the real estate space, <laughs> <laughs> which we don't often have. Right. The, the intersection between Twilight and real estate is not often. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very slim sliver. It sure. is. It is quite small. Uh, well, this is from Stanford Arts Review, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. a, a website, apparently. So fancy. Um, this is a story basically about Casey listing her beach home for cash, baby. Hell yeah. We get some beautiful, beautiful photos of this uh, Malibu hideaway that Casey lives in. I love this house mainly because I think that being able to see the beach every day sounds nice. Sounds like a life I would love to be able to live. I was very surprised when I saw these that they were just from like a a realtor website. It definitely does not look like anything that I would have expected Kristen to live in. It's just a little bit too bland and dark I guess. Um but I, I think it's interesting just to imagine her that she's a little, like, big little lies beach babe. Right. <laughs> I, I love that for it's a, her. It's a powerful energy. I can't stop looking at this kitchen, though. I was just the about to say that. Me. The kitchen's wrong. It's, this, it's just one shade of brown. Every cabinet and every drawer and the doors. Like, all of it is just one. It's haunting. I don't like it. It gives me bad energy. Something about it reminds me of, like, an old gymnasium floor. Sure. It's an interesting shade of wood. 
like it's an interesting tone of wood, I guess, in the fact mm. that it's like a almost like an orangish brown, and something about it reminds me a lot of like a basketball court or a gymnasium <laughs> floor, like sure. nothing that I would so associate with a kitchen or like yeah. I don't know high glamour, which is like this is an expensive house. Right. Why does the kitchen look like this? It's also a very threatening, like either poster or like wall art thing of just a giant. Sp- a fork and a knife like embossed in the fucking wall can you imagine seeing that if it was like your house was dark like you didn't turn the kitchen lights on you just see shadows of what looked like weapons on top of your stove (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) sounds like my worst nightmare yeah um things i don't hate our last piece of news here I'm so excited to talk to you all about this. <laughs> I honestly can't remember because it's been four years and we've done this for so long. Um, if we've talked about this, if we have, maybe we need to be reminded of it. But the Cheat Sheet website came out with a article last week talking about just a reminder for all of us that Jackson Brathman's baseball bat skills from Twilight are all real. And I'm I'm very happy to report that because there's a lot that we know about this man. Yeah. Um, mainly that the one that we like to always bring up, which is that he has a actual Heinz ketchup bottle tattooed on his leg, um, which I will literally never forget. But knowing that that was not something that was like CGI'd or faked uh, makes me very happy. And since it's been a major talk of on TikTok right now, it's very right. very good to hear. Tom Cruise who? <laughs> I only care about this guy doing his own stunts. (laughs) Stop. Oh, Jackson, you are such an interesting character. I just... You can't tell me that Jackson Rathbone wouldn't just, like, jump off the Burj Khalifa or something for a movie. Like, he would for (laughs) sure be in a Mission Impossible movie. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Of course he would. Yeah, I just love the idea that he was like, how can I spice up this scene? Like, what can I really (laughs) do to make it, like, stand out? And he was like, oh, yeah, I know what. I'm going to flip this bat a couple times to make everyone real wet for me. And it's like, (laughs) stop, Jackson. I got some razzle-dazzle up in here. (laughs) so inappropriate (laughs) okay uh we have an audience question here before we get into our chapters this week would you like to read that yeah this is from elizabeth swan who asked this is more of a general midnight sun question but assuming none of the original cast returns uh who would you cast in the movie this is such a great question i am gonna be honest and I'm just going to say that I don't want a Midnight Sun movie. <laughs> yeah. Because what the fuck is that? What is right. that? But as far as cast, I'm. do are any of the cast members popping out to you all about who you would add in? I feel a desire to just like overthrow the entire thing and make everyone completely different than they are in Twilight. Like if we're going to do Midnight Sun, we're going to do it sure, yeah. radically different, especially because Edward is so depressing. I feel like we need funnier people. So, like, Bella Absolutely. and, like, what if we had Zendaya? How would that go? It mm. would be funnier, and she would be able to handle this a little bit lighter. Nothing against Kristen Stewart, the love of my life, but I think yeah. she could really carry this. Ooh, Absolutely. hear me out. Lakeith Stanfield as Edward. <laughs> I don't know go why on. my brain went there, but it did, and I'm liking it. <laughs> yes. I think because he is, he's like a broody dude in general, but, like, is often doing more funny things as well but it's like i feel like he can really channel that energy he's done broody he's done kind of like avant-garde he's done kind of like odd and interesting and he can play in the space he's i mean he's done sorry to bother you which like honestly if that's not playing into the space i don't know what the fuck is (laughs) uh 
Was Zendaya too? Like she, her character with MJ in the Spider-Man series is a lot mm. like what I would imagine of this. Like I'm smart and like too cool for this, but like I'm I am also down to clown. Mm. I think that would be very interesting. I think I would love to see it. It would make sense to me because Bella makes so many jokes in the book that we don't get. Like there's one scene early in Twilight where she's joking with Edward and he says he's hungry or like it's time for them to eat or something. And she like panics, but like jokingly about like, are you going to eat me? Like, is it finally time? And he doesn't think it's funny, but she thinks it's hilarious. (laughs) And I think Zendaya could definitely pull that out. And something about her gives off like very strong Virgo energy to Mm. me of like, in her head, wants things kind of orderly. And I think that she'd be able to pull that off really well. I think that's a great pairing. I would love to be able to see that. And honestly, here's the thing that I would love to have carried through from Twilight, though, is keep Catherine Hartwick. Yes. Uh, I want it to be blue. Yes, very much team blue filter. Yes, but everything else, I want it to be swapped and changed because it's, it's really a different story at that point. I will say Margot Robbie would probably be fun as uh, Rosalie. Oh my oh. god. It'd be a fun uh, fun little moment. I don't know why my first when you said that my first instinct was to have her either as Victoria or Jessica. Like I went oh, to the opposite spectrum. Right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like she can't be the blonde. She can't <laughs> no. Got to mix it up. She has to do something else. My first thought when you said her name was definitely Alice. I'm just thinking that she would really be able to, like, throw herself around and seem a little bit, like, I feel like Book Alice is definitely more jumpy, and I think she could really pull that off. Oh, yeah. I love that. I'd be really interested to see What if Twilight, everyone's Margot Robbie? (laughs) 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 Just she's so talented, you know? She could really just transform. (laughs) Just a one-woman show. I love that. Rachel, I'm so excited that we were able to bring you on for the two chapters that we're talking about for today, because some might argue that these are some of the most infamous of chapters, that when you think about Twilight the book and also Twilight the movie, these are like two of the big ones, the early part here. Mm. So I'm incredibly excited to know what are your like initial thoughts with Midnight Sun so far, and then reading chapter nine about Port Angeles, and then also the theories in chapter 10 what are your feelings with Midnight Sun so far? Oh, gosh. I have so many feelings about Midnight Sun. I think <laughs> in some ways, I feel like Stephanie Meyer did herself a disservice with Midnight Sun because Edward is so much scarier in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I kept jotting down when he would, like, snarl or growl or, like, do something that Bella wasn't aware of, but that was very, very, like, animalistic. And I also did not realize how early in Twilight that he starts watching her. I know there's a scene where he's like watching her read a book in her yard. And in Twilight, Bella's just chilling. <laughs> but in Midnight Sun, yes. like, he's there from that moment on. And I think I mm. expected Midnight Sun to be more like Edward's going on adventures and doing vampire things and like going to Italy to eat pasta because he can. And it's literally just like now he's in the rocking chair and he's watching her. And now he's in a tree and he's watching her if they're not together. So that was my general Midnight Sun thing. It also, especially these chapters, fed into my theory that, like, they're not in love with each other, and Bella just wants to be something else because she already thinks she's weird, and Edward just wants to be human really, really bad, and can do that through Bella. So it it threw me off. The whole book, it really made my mind start spiraling. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, those are really interesting points. I think 
I would much rather read a book about Edward regularly going to different parts of this country or this continent because he could and he's bored than moving to different parts of Bella's house and killing spiders because he's bored (laughs) and watching her. Right. (laughs) It would bring so much more to their conversations and it would show that like he's been around for so long and this is how he spends his time rather than like essentially his life has been on pause until she has shown up. So I agree. I think that that's, that's super interesting and I'm glad that you brought that up. This first chapter here of Port Angeles is a wild one. <laughs> it's it, some, some might say, and I am the sum here, that it's awful. Uh, <laughs> reading Bella's like almost assault and like being roughed around by these guys was not a pleasant experience to like revisit by any sense of the word. Yeah. And just the fact that like, the whole time that Edward is on his way there, he's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, girl. And then he <laughs> is just, do like, he's just there. I hate it so much. Yeah, it's the worst. And even, too, when, like, um, they're, like, trying on, like, the dresses and stuff, and he's, like, kind of, like, watching it on stuff. It's just, like, so fucking creepy where he's just like, oh, well, I was going to, I was tired of, like, Jessica's brain, so I, like, went over to Angela's, but she was changing, so I gave her some privacy. It's like, motherfucker, shut up. Like, (laughs) I hate you so much. I hate it. I hate it so much. And the fact that he's, he's continuing to, like, justify his actions. He's like, oh, yeah, well, like, I'm, I'm just here to make sure that Bella's safe. I'm just here but I don't even know if she's like wants to be a part of my world, but I'm going to keep focusing on her and I'm going to watch her every single movement, but I'm going to be so hyper-focused that I don't realize that she's not in the store with them. Edward, you have Mm -hmm. one job that you have imposed on yourself. Like, what are you doing? How did you lose track so quickly? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this chapter definitely lost all of the romance that I felt when I read it in Twilight because to Bella, it's just like, she was scared for a minute, but she thought she could defend herself. Not true, but she thought she could. And then like, hot boy shows up. She eats mushroom ravioli for some weird reason. It's the best time (laughs) of her life. She gets answers. They move on. But to Edward, like, the whole chapter is horrible because it really is like he's creepy now these people are creepy Mm -hmm. now he's creepy again and then he's gonna go on this like i'm gonna save the world thing and get this guy arrested and it just it wasn't what i wanted to spend my time reading and again it's just like edward's brain is so much weirder than i thought it was He's, like, so self-righteous, which is so unnerving as a reader because you're, like, you're watching him grapple with, like, him hating himself for being a monster and not wanting to be a monster or whatever. And also, like, posturing himself over these other dudes that are, like, really bad and awful and being like, well, I'm gonna kill those guys. And it's, like, this weird just, like, trying to justify his own behavior in order to protect her from other bad behavior. And it's just, like, ah, we can't, like, really rationalize ourselves into this, man. Mm-hmm. And in Midnight Sun, we it, get so much more of the other vampires, too, that it's even harder to sympathize mm-hmm. with Edward of, like, what is your deal? Like, why are these people <laughs> hanging out, <laughs> reading books, like, falling in love, playing the... You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're doing things. And he's literally, right. just like you said, like, <laughs> I sat here and I waited. And then the girl, which he calls her a million times with her creamy skin, which totally. he points out a million times, gives him a reason to exist. And now he's a guardian angel, even though he wants to kill her and smell her forever. <laughs> I hate it so much. The thing that really fucked me up about... I mean, there's so much. There's so... There's literally so much. But one of the things that really messed me up about this is when... 
Edward is, he, like, hears those voices because he's, like, the the bad guys, like, and Larry and whatever is the other guys. And he starts to, like, recount his, like, vigilante days. Um, and he's like, they were all bad, but, like, I only killed for specific reasons. And, like, I would never have done it if I didn't have a choice. But I'm, like, morally better than they are. Uh, at one point, he's like, I played judge, jury, and executioner. It's like, <laughs> well, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, I, I hate him so much. But he gets to one in particular that he starts talking about this, like, horror basement Mm. and it sounds like he's talking about H.H. Holmes and it confused me because H.H. Holmes was not alive when Edward is alive and so I got very confused it's on page 180 when he's like this like this was like the worst guy to ever come across and I was so close to like crossing the line but like I killed him but it would have gone differently if his victims had not been in that basement of horrors and it's like sir hey H.H. Holmes had that he was also in Chicago which I know is where you are from Edward and you were probably there during that time but like H.H. Holmes dead before the 1900s so what do you talk what are you talking about (laughs) Who is that? Is Stephanie trying to rewrite history? What is happening here? <laughs> Did he go back in time and kill H.H. H. Holmes? <laughs> Stephanie Meyer is just retconning, like, fucking history. Being like, actually, who killed H.H. Uh, H. Holmes and Al Capone in every fucking case was Edward Cullen. Surprise. Like, what? <laughs> that I would fucking read. I would, I would that. read that. <laughs> that is so good. And that's the thing is I know that a lot of people critique the Cullens because they're like, y'all are essentially all powerful. Why don't you like stop natural disasters and all these things? But if Stephanie is trying to retcon the fact that Edward killed H.H. Holmes, why? (laughs) Like killed a massive serial killer. Why didn't he do it beforehand? He could literally read minds. He had a murder castle. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. I have so many questions. And Stephanie's not answering any of them because she doesn't have an editor for this book. Yes. And on that subject, I have to say that I definitely realized how heavy handed Stephanie Meyer is with this. Because how is it possible <laughs> that, like, the name that they're joking about Bella having when they're talking about mind reading is Jane? Like, wouldn't Edward think about Jane and be like, oh, terrifying, like painful monster girl. And also how did she get away with them going to a restaurant that was named Bella in any way, shape or form? Like everyone else would get that edited out. If we went, if anyone ever bothered to take me to a restaurant where my name was in the title, (laughs) I would be, can, I would be so concerned that there was like a special deal where they come out in hats and sing because I have the name that the name of the restaurant is. Absolutely. There's no way I would ever walk into that. (laughs) There's no way. Yeah. That's a trap. That's a trap. It is. It is a trap. And yet she walks in because she's so like dazzled by him. (laughs) Dazzled. Speaking of dazzling, we finally get arguably the perspective that I care about most in this book. Which is the waitress at yes. the Italia. <laughs> Finally. What a fucking treat. All the questions I had answered. I, I, All I wanted to hear was from her brain. And it was beautiful. Our patience was worth it. We finally got it. Again, <laughs> after all these years. <laughs> when the hostess is like, you know what? Fuck Bella. I'm going to write my name on his plate in marinara sauce. 
I think she said her phone number too, right? Oh yeah, like her name, her fo- her name and her phone number. Which like so much work to do in marinara sauce. That feels like a really difficult thing to do. You would either you would either need to have a really big plate or really small <laughs> handwriting. <laughs> she has like a piping bag full of marinara sauce. <laughs> oh, like this is a very like inconvenient bit, but I appreciate it a lot. But I love it so yeah. much. Shoot your shot, girl. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. I love too that like she like they walk in and she like immediately looks at Bella is like, that's her that's her, that's his sister or her, his cousin <laughs> or something. They're not. They're not. They're not. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, no, absolutely not. Ugh. Wow. I that's all I've been wanting is to know like what it was that prompted this hostess to be like, yeah, I'll get multiple cokes for this girl who looks visibly shaken <laughs> and one mushroom ravioli for this table but i need i do need to thirst though right i will i thirst. will need to thirst actually yeah no that's amazing um other than that i feel like this chapter really did not surprise me for the most part like it it's a lot of the same conversation that happens in twilight of, of bella having these theories mm-hmm. it's just a lot of as usual um a lot of edward being like well but if she figures it out, then she's going to leave. And I can't let her leave, but maybe I should let her leave. But I can't, like, yeah. he's just having these same arguments while Bella's just, like, literally just drinking <laughs> and shivering. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, his eyes are just, like, twitching because he's having a conversation with himself. And she's just eating breadsticks and living <laughs> her truth. So. Yeah, good for her. She's been, she's had a night. She deserved a couple of breadsticks and yeah. a mushroom ravioli. So I'm curious about your feelings about this next chapter, because it definitely does deviate from the theories that Bella had, like the conversation that we already knew from Twilight. And it definitely like veers in a like criminal minds direction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think with this one again, I think I was so like, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, I really always just thought that Edwards was just this hot guy who appeared in Bella's life and they were going to have a romance. And I feel like more and more of the chapters in Midnight Sun really proved that he's just, like, this bizarre man. Like, I really think if they had actually been able to read each other's minds, they would have realized that they were not in love at all. And they just both were, like, projecting all of these really positive feelings onto each other instead of him just being so bizarre he just wasn't what I expected him to be really in any way and I think the whole guardian angel kind of thing that he talks himself into while also like growling at her all the time was just very strange to me honestly god he's going like a hundred miles down the an hour (laughs) that was like I'm gonna die you gotta fucking relax dude I don't care if he is the hottest person that has ever existed if anyone is driving that erratic and growling at me (laughs) and just saying, like, as he did in the last chapter, just prattle on about something while I calm down. I, fuck that dude. Like, (laughs) absolutely not. I could not get past it. Ugh. Ugh. No, no, thank you. He definitely has the vibe of like, well, I told you I was a bad guy. Like, I told you I had a temper, Bella. Here it is. I'm doing all of these things that you find terrifying, even though I've just told you my entire purpose now is to protect you. But I warned you, like, sorry. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. Makes me just, like, gross. And he gives her so much shit for being, like, asking to go the speed limit on a freeway. (laughs) And so much so that she has to be like, my dad's a cop. 
can you not? Like, I was, not only was I raised just, like, by traffic laws, but, like, my dad's a cop. I hate it. And also it's it. like, he, she's, well, you can be fine if we, if something happens, but I will very much not be <laughs> fine. So, like, maybe we can relax. And he's like, yeah, I guess, I guess I would come off unscathed and you'd be, like, dead. <laughs> but, like, no biggie. Yeah. Seeing how much that he, like, freaked out when she got her hand scraped at the push, you yeah. think that he would have any sense of, like, taking care of her when he drives, but he just, you know what? Be he can't consistent, drive 55. Man. Be consistent with your care for Bella. He hates her truck so much because he thinks it's a death trap, but he has no respect for her when he's the Literally. one actually doing the driving. Because <laughs> no. in Breaking Dawn, you can she only gets die in my car, car. All right. <laughs> Reading through this again of when she's trying to like not so subtly explain that he's a vampire and that she did re- research on the internet, but she doesn't give a fuck because she wants to have sex with him. It's not better the first time that mm. you read it, and it's not better the second time that you read through it. <laughs> But I, uh, I appreciate Stephanie's commitment to the bit here, um, so that's great. The one thing that I will say that I appreciate in here is that we get to see how much Bella is inquisitive, and I feel like often in Twilight you notice that she's incredibly observant, but she beats herself down so much. Mm-hmm that it's easy to kind of ignore it. But in this conversation, you get to see like where she's piecing everything together, that she notices his eyes change and he gets to be kind of an asshole when his eyes are darker. Um, And so it's refreshing to see that even though he's not really crediting her for those things, like she is vocalizing them um, and making them known that like she knows what's going on. Right. Which is nice. Um, but once they end up leaving, Bella goes into her house once he drops her off. Shit, like, completely changes <laughs> from <laughs> the book. This completely took me by surprise. I don't know about you all, but I was not expecting it to go in the direction of, like, yeah, like, criminal minds area of, like, we gotta take care of this situation. <laughs> I'm loving this uh, Edward Carlyle relationship that's happening. Like, me it's. I didn't expect to be getting this much of it and also, like, what that entails of them just being like, we're gonna, like, you know, handle shit together because that's that's what we do now. And it's like, okay, interesting. I love this. I'm a fan. They're just guys being dudes. Just guys being dudes. <laughs> it's better than this, you know? Just... Stopping fucking guys like Lanny yeah. from being murderers, I guess. Like, yeah. But, yeah, I, I was not anticipating this and so getting a lot more of you know, Edward having to ask Carlisle to be like, listen, I want to kill this guy. <laughs> like, I want to kill it really yeah. bad. Don't but let I'm... me do it, but I do want to. <laughs> I want to do it really bad. Can you please get me a stress ball and can you just go <laughs> and take care of this? I need my emotional support, Carlisle. Oh, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what he is. <laughs> It was interesting to me, though, that this section was so well-written, because it almost reminds me of much later when Stephanie Meyer talks about highways in Arizona for, like, ever, even though no one cares. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I think at some point Stephanie Meyer really just does not want to be writing Twilight, and she's like, so here's a little, like, crime show really quickly, and later we talk about roads. (laughs) These are just, like, writing exercises she gave herself that she didn't take out of the draft she was like oh i'm just gonna like really get the gears turning and like you know do an alternate universe kind of thing and then just never took it out it's just in there now i also noticed that this part is better 
because it has far less dialogue than most of the other sections. Mm. And I agree. I think that Stephanie does a lot better when she's not writing directly about Twilight and it's something a little bit different, but also when she does not have to write direct dialogue. Something about that I think really trips her up. Mm -hmm. And so when that is not part of it, she's like, oh, okay, I can write again. I can do this. (laughs) But yeah, so just a brief little, just a a little crime show moment as a treat. Um, And then (laughs) fucking Edward comes back, sneaks into Bella's bedroom and says that he's a, quote, guardian vampire. (sighs) Well, (laughs) stress. I guess we can do that. (laughs) Because sure. And those are chapters 9 and 10. So next week, we'll be looking at chapters 11 and 12 and really just getting in there slowly but surely. But we have some fantastic patrons to thank. We have another TikTok here, similar to what we had last week. We can't be stopped. (laughs) We cannot. Cody, would you like to describe the, the selection your your TikTok selection that you have pulled for us Thank this you. week. I, I've curated uh, this week. Um, <laughs> inspired by last week, I, I found this one by emo underscore Hufflepuff. Uh, wow. So thank you for that. Their post was, make the comment section look like the Cullen family group chat. <laughs> I'm so excited. And this is, there's some, there's some gems in here. I'm going to start us off with Elizabeth James. Boing, 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 boing. And Elizabeth... <laughs> Oh no. Uh, You are going to be. (laughs) This is a text from Emmett. It says, Guys, Bella really isn't that strong of a newborn. I was just having a bad day. (laughs) Shout out to Jess Love. Pew, pew, pew. Who's going to be. Guys, I kind of hope Bella dies so I can keep the baby, Rosalie. Oh (laughs) my god. This is for Alexandra Black. Boing, 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 boing. Who is gonna be? Uh, this is from Jasper. <laughs> Edward, please don't bring Bella to the house when she's on her period. I won't be able to keep it together. Shout out to Alex Dornan. Beow, beow, beow. Who's gonna be? I just googled bears near me, and the results were not the bears I was looking for. Help, Emmett. <laughs> oh, oh no. Uh, shout out to Carrie Goldberg. Boing, boing, boing. Who's gonna be uh, <laughs> uh this is from edward it says do you think bella knows i can hear a fart when i'm outside the window <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, shout out mickey meyer bam, bam, bam. who's gonna be if i killed my entire bio lab would we have to leave forks just speaking hypothetically of edward <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, shout out to Maggie Quinn. Wait, wait, wait. Who's gonna be? Uh, this is from Edward. Uh, hey guys, do you believe Bella will believe me if I told her I had an adrenaline rush tomorrow at school? Shout out Katie Weber. Bow, 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 bow. Who's gonna be? Guys, who stole my Debussy album, Edward? Debussy. Stop. <laughs> I'm trying to forget. <laughs> Ah. Shout out to Zoe Steele. This is a a two-person conversation. So the first one is from Esme, who says, Who took the eggs? We need them for our Italian dinner with Bella tonight. And then it says from Emmett, it has the the eye and the lips and the eye. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Rebecca Cullen. Who's going to be... Jasper, can you drive tomorrow? I want to stand on the roof of the Jeep, Emmett. (laughs) 
<laughs> Stop. This is for Elizabeth Swan. Who's going to be? This is from Edward. Emmett, for the love of God, stop thinking about the B-movie script in French class. <laughs> can't get any learning done. You can't do anything with them. Shout out Amy Taylor. Beow, 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 beow. Who's going to be? Wrestling match. Today at 10 p.m. Me versus Jasper. Winner fights Jacob in wolf form. Emmett. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Shout out to Mulch Gray. Boing, boing, boing. Who's gonna be? So many ones about eggs. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of eggs in here. Uh, this one's from Emmett who says, Edward, how did you survive the pandemic <laughs> last time? <laughs> no. Uh, shout out Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Yes. Who's gonna be? It's not really a message, but it's just a, the idea that Esme sends those minion edits that moms love. Oh my god! Which I love quite a bit. I love that. This is for Kelly Beck. Shout out to Kelly boing, boing, Beck. Boing. Um, this is from Edward, who says, "Also, Emmett and Jasper, can you guys please stop spying on me and Bella through the window every night? Thanks." <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Shout out Aaron Salinger. Who's gonna be? Hey everyone, can we all gather in the foyer so I can show you my new Live Laugh Love poster? I just think it's so unique, Esme. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect. That's so mean. That's so mean. Oh, I love her. Okay, shout out to Sophia Salinger. Boing, boing, boing. Who's gonna be, this is from Jasper, says, lol, Bella, sorry about that time I almost ate you. <laughs> shout out to Dana Kavanaugh. Who's gonna be? Does anyone know how to make an Italian recipe? That's me. Uh, <laughs> Last but certainly not least, shout out to Catherine Hale. Boing, boing, boing. Who's gonna be? This is from Alice. It says, guys, emergency family meeting. I saw Edward killing Bella again. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Wow. There's some great content there, so I appreciate it. The kids that. these days. You love to They're see doing it. so much. The ingenuity. It brings They're me doing, joy. They're doing so much. So, Rachel, I'm excited to circle back to this. Uh, what fan fiction did you bring to the space this week? Okay, so we have... From the holy site. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have an Animal Crossing Twilight fan fiction, which I did oh not God. expect to find. And I figured it was the perfect combination of my teen interests. It's on fanfiction.net, and it's by Danatrix. And it was published in November of 2010. It has five favorites, but 16 reviews. And it's a parody oh, cool. horror rated teen between Tom Nook and Bella. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> so we'll get to it. Prepare yourselves. But it's not as bad as Buckle you up. think. <laughs> Bella woke up one morning lying on the ground in the forest. Her new newborn red eyes were gleaming everywhere she looked. Something hit her in the head. It was sticks or leaves or something else. She was blind and very thirsty and very aggressive. Hi, would you like to buy a house? said a raccoon throwing sticks at her. It was very close to her trying to be annoying. Bella stayed silent, opening her mouth and showing off her new fangs. She was wearing purple skinny jeans. She felt fast and dead. Immortal is what she is now. The raccoon was confused. Bella was walking toward it and it wasn't scared. My name is Tong Nook, he began. But Bella bit him in the neck and he turned purple and fell to the ground. Why wasn't he scared? She has fangs and what else isn't scary? The blindness went away and she felt better. Looking at the ground, she saw what she had bitten, a raccoon in an apron with a leaf on it. 
she started to run back to Edward in the woods. And that's all. Wow. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Truly beautiful work. The crossover we didn't know we needed, but we did need. I can't believe that Bella is so anti-capitalism that the first thing she does in her new life is just, like, really get at Tom Nook. Right. I love it. Yeah. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate Anytime. it. I mean, now that we know about this twilighted space, I mean, we'll really just be digging into that good work there. It's so a whole new frontier. <laughs> it really is. It is simultaneously both the old frontier and the new frontier, so I appreciate it. Rachel, it has been a joy to have you with us this week. Where can folks find your work and support you? Yes, so I'm the senior editor at Bitch Media, so one way to support me is by supporting Bitch, and you can join the Rage. You'll get a really gorgeous print issue every quarter and also just some cool merch, and you'll just be a part of our little community. We also have a book club. I'm literally drinking out of my Filled with Rage mug. Yay! It's here. (laughs) The best. It's the best mug. And in general, outside of Bitch, I'm also a freelance writer. So you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, my website. Everything is the same. So I'm Rachel Charlene Lewis. And all of my usernames are Rachel Charlene L. So that's all. Hell yeah. Well, I am excited to get to fucking next week's chapters. But for now, uh, as we say here in the Pacific Northwest, get bit. Get whipped. Ooh. Ow. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash intothetwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.